A word of warning, this show deals with some adult themes. Why do you reckon we don't just have babies when we have babies and then make life work around that? And have babies in our, when our, when we're at our peak fertility when we're in our early 20s? Okay. Well, I was not ready that <laughs> 20 in my early Did 20s. Did you meet 22 year old now? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not 22 year old that. We're in a party baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've also asked Dane if it would be a deal breaker if we found out if I was infertile or not. You have? Yeah. What did he say? He said, I mean, he said no. Good answer. I only see you as an oven. <laughs> you are the baby <laughs> maker for me. Yeah. Welcome to Modern Babies. It's a show about starting a family brought to you by Janaea. I'm Jess. And I'm Josh. And last week, we discussed Mal's contribution to fertility from a biological perspective. We'll return to their contribution from a psychological perspective a lot in this series, but today we're focusing on why women struggle with getting pregnant and what they can do to improve their situation and what's next if it's not working. And we're learning that there are many factors as to why pregnancy doesn't happen quickly. It's kind of amazing that it happens at all, actually. But the one thing that we're about to learn is that the later in life that people wait, the harder it gets. So, Josh... You realise we're about to discuss periods, right? Yes, Jess. I'm not that ignorant. Okay, just checking. My name's Helen Perrick. I'm a fertility specialist at Jenea. When we're young, we go through sex ed mm. and we learn the reproductive system and we get our periods and that's, you know, A leads to B and use a condom yeah. or you'll fall pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind just giving me like a, a real simple female reproductive lesson. Once our period starts, we generally means we're ovulating. So from, you know, puberty, what a period is in the end of the day is every month with ovulation, if you're not pregnant, you don't have the right hormone support. And that's what ends up being a period into that month. And that's what happens throughout your life, reproductive life every month. So that's why when you are trying to get pregnant later on, the egg being released in ovulation, that's in terms of the timing of when you should be having intercourse to achieve a pregnancy. And in terms of ovulation, how big is that Look, And every woman's different. I guess you can talk about averages. On average, it's a 28-day cycle. And generally, you would ovulate about mid-cycle. And then a period would happen two weeks later. Is that when you when you have a 20 to 25% chance of actually that's getting right. pregnant? Yeah. So that's pretty slim. It is, but it's about cumulative pregnancy rate. So if you're trying month in, month out, majority of the patients that have no problems will get pregnant, you know, within six months to 12 months. Um, you know, 80 to 90% will achieve a pregnancy within two years. And you're always going to have that percentage that obviously have problems. And they're the couples that will need to see and review and find out, is there anything particular that's stopping them from achieving a pregnancy? Okay. And what's the first step of that review process? Not everyone has a regular cycle, so sometimes there may be an ovulation problem. So it is important to take the history to see what their cycles are doing because if they're not ovulating, there's no chance of pregnancy and we may need to assist in helping them to ovulate. Then there's other tests the woman needs to have to achieve a pregnancy. Uh, the sperm and the egg have to fertilise in the tube, so you want to make sure there's no tubal blockage. And we'll need to just do a general health check and you know infectious screen, you know full blood count, all the general health screen has been checked as well prior to achieving that pregnancy. Probably the only other more specific test is things that are more invasive, like a laparoscopy for a female, which is the keyhole surgery. Um, and that's mostly to look for endometriosis. Women can have quite painful periods, which may give us a sign that that could be an issue. Occasionally, women might just have infertility and there's no specific signs that they have endometriosis. They may just be found once we do that elective laparoscopy. Um, we know that if a woman does have endometriosis, her fertility is reduced. And by having that dealt with, we 
can improve her fertility. And is it dependent on age? With age, it's definitely more difficult. So the older you are, the the chances of achieving a pregnancy per month is definitely lower. Look, I think in terms of reproduction, absolutely in your 20s. But obviously, from a social point of view, I don't think that happens as often You know, these days. I think we're all too busy finishing our schooling, setting up our careers. So the reality is most people do leave it till their late 20s, early 30s. But definitely, you'd want to start considering it and giving it serious thought if you're in the right position by the time you're in your early 30s. Because even by then, generally, the fertility is starting to drop off a little bit. But if you also need help at that point, the chance of that succeeding, you know, such as IVF, is more likely to work. We hear so many stories about like Janet Jackson having a baby at 49. It's not a reality. I mean, mean, we don't know the truth of how that happened. Most of us are going to be menopausal by that age. So the reality is it'd be very, very unlikely that that would happen naturally. What are the chances of falling pregnant naturally, say, at 40? It would definitely be probably less than 10% per month chance when you're conceiving. And obviously you'll always get the ones that are still relatively fertile and will still get their if they've been trying for a little while. Once you need to have treatment, it's definitely much lower than that again. I mean, even with IVF, the success rate, it's probably down to you know 15% per embryo transfer. So definitely it's a lot harder. Can we do it all? Probably not. With, I mean, still within limits. 30 to 40 is a critical time. And I think we still do have to be very careful if having a family is going to be very important to us long term, that we don't miss out altogether. I guess if most people, if they're starting to try in their mid 30s, it's not working, they turn to IVF, you know, majority of those will still get there. But you've got to be careful. There'll be those that are already struggling in the mid 30s and may have left it too late. If you've been on contraception, does that impact your chance of getting pregnant at all? Look, absolutely not. I mean, people do worry about that. Like we saying they spend so much time trying to not get pregnant and when if they have trouble they're worried that, that that has somehow affected their fertility but you've got to remember the ones that are going to get pregnant easily will do it anyway you'll have the success stories of oh I stopped my pill and I got pregnant the same month so that's just masking your fertility being on the contraceptive pill it doesn't actually affect your fertility at all so if you're someone that's fertile you'll get pregnant straight away if you're not unfortunately that's the only way you're going to find out because you're finally trying and what about diet you hear so many things that you can't eat when you're pregnant is there anything you should be staying away for when you're trying just being healthy in general is important you've got to be careful not to overdo it and sometimes can lead to anxiety because often the ones that are extremely healthy can't get any healthier but at the same time weight is important I mean definitely studies show if your BMI is you know above average those women definitely have trouble and that's for men as well not just women um, have difficulties conceiving they have a higher rate of miscarriage and they also have more complications in pregnancy and delivery because this is something that can't happen quickly and it's really hard to say to someone when they're seeing you they've been trying for three years well lose some weight you'll get pregnant tomorrow well unfortunately to gain the weight takes a long time, to lose it takes time as well. So it's just something to also keep in mind. And drinking and smoking? Smoking, definitely, yeah. You know, alcohol, um, drugs, smokes. I mean, they all can affect fertility, definitely. So they're all the lifestyle factors that you can definitely improve on. How does someone come to the decision to try IVF? Yes. assisted pregnancy? I mean, sometimes they will have obviously an obvious reason why we should just progress to it straight away. So, you know, if you've got male factor infertility and we know that their chances naturally are low, that would be a very good reason to go straight to IVF. You know, if it's obvious from their test they've got blocked tubes, their chance of natural conception is zero, then definitely IVF to bypass their tubes are important. But then you'll have a group that, well, we don't really know why they're not getting pregnant. You know, it's, we've done all the tests. We say it's unexplained. Um, 
And then it's just dependent on their age and how long they've been trying for to then make that final decision of when to move on to IVF. There's no guarantee with IVF at any time. We can only really advise the patients what their chance of success is by their age. People explain it as an emotional roller coaster. Mm. So given you've seen so many women go through this process, what could you tell somebody who's at the start just to help them prepare mentally and emotionally? A lot of us are career driven. We have an aim and we go for it. And you've just got to say, sometimes this is something you can't control and you've just got to give it your best shot and not let it get to you. And just ask for help early on. Some people may benefit from seeing a counsellor and just keep your confidence up without getting too anxious to keep trying because that's, I think, sometimes the hardest bit. And then accepting that if you need treatment, that's okay. It's not the end of the world. Because like you see, when you see the patients at the other end of the journey and some of them that had really resisted IVF because it's like, I just want to do it naturally. End of the day, once they have that baby, no one asks, how did you get pregnant? The concentration is all on that child you've had. Do you think there's still a, a stigma? Like something to do with, yeah, I guess a stigma with IVF? I think obviously we all want to conceive naturally if we can, but definitely the stigma is less and people are definitely chatting about it more with their friends. So if you're trying to fall pregnant, you'll hear plenty of things to do and not to do. But really one of the things we can take from this is the younger that you start thinking about this stuff, the easier it will be to plan. Yeah, and someone who's taken this planning into her hands is a girl called Juliet. I'm Juliet Sali. I'm a 36-year-old journalist. I currently live in Hong Kong, but I'm from Sydney. So a few years ago, I was having breakfast with some girlfriends and the topic of the AMH test came up. I'd never heard of it. A girlfriend encouraged me to get it done to find out what my egg count was. I've always been incredibly healthy. Tests have always come back, you know, bang on where they're supposed to be. My blood pressure is perfect, all of that kind of stuff. So I did the test with my GP, totally forgot about it until I got the results back and they were quite low. So I guess it freaked me out a little bit about the fact that uh, women don't have all the time in the world to have a baby. I certainly was probably a bit naive to the fact that we are born with all the eggs that we're ever going to have and that their quality diminishes the older you get. So certainly at 31, that was a bit of a wake-up call to me that I couldn't just have a baby when and if I chose to later on in life. It certainly freaked me out, but at the stage that I did it, it was, you know, a non-refundable Medicare blood test that you could get from your GP, and it basically pinpointed you on a, I guess, almost like a bell curve as to where you are with your egg count. So every woman is not the same. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's really about your ovarian reserve and how many eggs you might have left. But I think that a lot of women are thinking about their fertility. A lot of stories about IVF and egg freezing, obviously on the radar, everybody knows somebody going through IVF. So in terms of relationship pressure, men don't think like that and they don't want to hear on the first or the second date that you want to have a baby. So there can be this pressure that the woman, I guess, puts on relationships and I know that I did it in the past rather than just being a bit more carefree and and going into a relationship and seeing where that heads. So for me... I do have a small insurance plan and it certainly makes me feel a little bit more calm about my future life. So Jess, egg freezing seems to be all the rage. That's that's one thing I'm picking up. Oh, we'll get into that in a lot of detail in a couple of episodes time. Okay, good, because I think we should. Are we going to get into sperm freezing too? We'll touch on it. You want to start a new business? Is that what you mean? No, I, I really, I really, I don't want to be in the sperm <laughs> business. <laughs> 
Jess, at the start of the show, we said we were going to talk a lot about periods. I'm, I'm doing all right here. Like, I don't feel like we've gone the whole way. Did you know all this already? I, I wouldn't say I knew everything, but like, I haven't, I'm not afraid. I'll, I'll be honest. You want to go the whole way? <laughs> if we're going to do this, if we're going to do this, let's do this properly. Okay. Well, we spoke to Dr. Devorah Lieberman, who gave us a bit of an idea of what options are available for women in their mid to late 30s. I'm a gynecologist and fertility specialist. Basically, my practice these days is devoted to infertility and miscarriage management. Is there a certain time where someone should panic or start thinking (laughs) about this? Infertility is generally defined as the inability to conceive or carry a child after one year of unprotected intercourse. The general rule of thumb is if you're under 35, you should wait out that year. But if you're over 35, then maybe seek help a bit earlier. Of course, if there are things that that may be concerning, like irregular periods or a man has a history of some sort of testicular trauma or there's some reason to suspect that things aren't as they should be, then obviously you should seek help sooner than later. I don't recommend that anybody go investigating their fertility unless they're planning on acting on the information. The problem with going and having these tests done just because you're curious is that if the levels are low, it can send a woman into an absolute panic and she's got nowhere to go, nothing to do with that information. It's just quite distressing. So I would suggest only having testing if you're planning on acting on the information, if that's going to mean that you're going to start trying to conceive sooner or if you would consider something like freezing your eggs. I like to make sure that a a woman has normal anatomy. So getting an ultrasound to look at the uterus, make sure the ovaries are looking normal, and then some general hormone tests, some just basic tests. Make sure that everything is okay and there are no obvious reasons for why she may not be conceiving. The AMH test, it's a hormone called anti-malarian hormone. It's made by follicles in the ovaries. Uh, Follicles are little fluid-filled cysts that contain immature eggs. So every month in a natural cycle, a whole bunch will start to grow up. With the amount of follicle-stimulating hormone that a woman's brain makes, only one of them will grow up, dominate, and ovulate. The rest of them get reabsorbed by the ovary, never to be used again. So I always say to women, we're not as efficient as we like to think. A, A woman in her 20s or 30s is losing at least a dozen eggs a month. So the AMH can give us an idea of just how many follicles she has in any given month. I've heard it called an egg timer. Yes, egg timer test. I think that's a a very misleading marketing term. I'd say it's misleading because it doesn't really tell you how much time you've got. If a woman is sitting above the average for women her age, then she probably does have a fair bit of time up her sleeve. But if it's low, who knows how long she can coast along at a low level. Are there things you can look at in your own ovulation or cycle, menstrual cycle that might point to fertility issues? If a woman's having a reasonably regular cycle, so somewhere between a you know 25 and 35 day cycle, then I can almost guarantee you that she's ovulating. Because apart from the pill, nothing but ovulation is going to give you a regular predictable cycle. So sure, there are all sorts of things that people can do. They, there are apps now um, for, for tracking things, but apps are going based on historical cycles. They can't actually tell you what's happening in your current cycle. There are uh, ovulation predictor kits that you can get in the chemist. That's looking for the, the hormone that, that triggers ovulation. 
Um, I am not a fan of the basal body temperature. That's where you take your temperature every morning before you get out of bed. Oh, because your temperature rises after you... Yeah, your temperature rises after ovulation. But um, it's quite tricky, actually, to measure your temperature every morning. Um, and the beeping of the, of the thermometer can drive people crazy. And I would say taking your temperature isn't going to get you pregnant. So, <laughs> yeah, my best advice is to just keep track of day one, have an idea of when you should be expecting your next period so that you know whether or not you should test because you go down the rabbit hole of trying to track your cycle and it can really can really make people quite obsessed and it, it takes a lot of the joy and fun out of trying to get pregnant. Yeah, I guess that's the thing you want to be is not stressed and in the best frame of mind Yeah, as a couple to well, be trying naturally. I, I think you have to remember that you're in a relationship and um, you, at the end of the day, you want that relationship to remain intact. Um, I understand the desire to, to um, gain some control over a process over which you feel you have no control. The problem is that those things can start to control you. So my best advice when trying to get pregnant is have sex every second or third day, pretty much no matter where you are in your cycle, because sperm will live in the fallopian tubes for at least three days, if not longer, well and truly capable of fertilizing an egg. An egg only has about a 12-hour window in which it can be fertilized. So you really want the sperm to be waiting for the egg. You don't have to have sex the moment you see the smiley face on your ovulation predictor stick. Yeah. Okay. So time it naturally. Don't rush into it. Have fun. (laughs) Have some fun. You know, Jess, all the evidence I've ever seen of periods is that they're really painful and impractical and they kind of impact women's lives. They're incredible. They are absolutely incredible. For all the negative press that they get, it's pretty amazing that our bodies do this thing. I've got a fact for you, actually. On average, a woman will have 451 menstrual cycles in her lifetime, which is 1,800 days or 4.9 years of menstruation. Well, my fun fact was that the ovaries uh, are responsible for producing estrogen and pro-estrogen. Yeah, cool fact. (laughs) Something that men can't do, actually. Well, you know what men can do? 4.9 years of massage and making tea. Oh, that's a lot of days. So know yourself, know your cycle, and to speak with Janae's fertility advisor or book a free fertility assessment, go to janae.com.au slash podcast, and that's spelled G-E-N-E-A. On next week's show, we're going to go into natural fertility. You thought learning about periods was tough? We're going to have a whole sex ed class next week. I feel like we started it this week. <laughs>